Imagine a world in which post-traumatic stress no longer robs from the millions who suffer, where spouses, children, communities, and organizations get back the ones they love. Post-traumatic stress is often treated as an illness that can only be curbed, but this is wrong. PTS is an injury that can be healed quickly so that those affected get back to doing what they're meant to do, thrive. Join us as we discuss the latest innovation in the treatment of PTSD, specifically the reconsolidation of traumatic memories, what we refer to as the RTM protocol. We regularly feature guests who have successfully cured PTSD to inspire hope in all those who still struggle, hope in what is possible. This is Life After PTSD. Kyle Lundy has been a guest on the show before, a Navy corpsman with 11 and a half years in the service, medically retired in 2011 with an unbelievable story. Four weeks after he was treated at our Winter Haven RTM training, he was treated again, and today he is the subject that we're going to talk about. What does it look like with RTM uh, weeks after the fact? Um, joining me in the show today, Alan Canerva down from Canada. Welcome to Florida, buddy. Thanks so much, Jeff. Uh, you enjoying the, the shorts weather, even though you're not wearing shorts? I am enjoying it. It's awesome. Well, Kyle, it's uh, it's good to have you back, man. You and Star in the in the house, man. Talk yep. to us. Oh, I'm having a great time. I'm loving this, man. You look happy. Yeah, I'm content. I'm calm. I'm I'm tippy tappy with a song in my heart. Well, good because today we're going to talk about why. Alan, I want you to take over here because you have you have done two live demonstrations with this guy, and man, we're just clearing him up. He's he's I'm waiting for him to become like a, a PhD professor before too long. We're unlocking some stuff in his brain. What's going on with this guy, man? It's unfortunate that the academic community doesn't work as fast as RTM because he could be. Was that that was a mic drop right there? I think we just end the show on that one. You, yeah, you launching a war with them? Yeah, there you go. One more war. Just to bring all the listeners up to speed, and some of you may not have heard Kyle's previous podcast, but Kyle was a uh, great demo subject in Winter Haven four weeks ago, and we cleared a trauma, major trauma for Kyle. And uh, when I met Kyle, sort of 30 minutes before we went live with that demo, Kyle was quite reclusive, the kind of guy who didn't look you in the eye, uh, sat down quite removed. I met him and his guy, um, service dog, Star, and uh, he agreed to be a live demo subject. So in front of the classroom, he stepped up and we cleared a trauma that he had incurred in Iraq. And that night, he went home and for the first time, probably in four or five or six years, he slept through the night. In fact, his alarm clock had to wake him up the next morning. And that's all profound. He shared that with the class the next day and the next day, how things were progressing. And then now that we're back in Orlando four weeks later, it was really great, Kyle, that you showed up again. So thank you so much and thanks to Star. And Thanks I was really, me. you're very welcome, man. And I was really interested to know what other work you'd done since, because the RTM protocol is three 90 minute sessions, right? So I did one and then we arranged for Kyle to work with another counselor. And, uh, and Kyle had another trauma that he wanted to deal with. So he became a demo subject again, a great demo subject. And I'm really interested now, four weeks later, we talk about the change that happens overnight, but four weeks later, you know, I've been hanging out with you for a couple of days here and it's nothing short of profound. So I, I really wanted to be on the, on air today to share your story. You know, wh where's your life at now and, and what are you looking for to the future? Well, since the last time I saw you in Winter Haven, I've only had the one session with you. It's scheduled. I'm going to do two or three more with somebody in my hometown. Uh, she was actually in the training you did. Let's see, I've been sleeping quite a lot. I got permission to wean myself down off my meds. 
except for uh, my headache and TBI meds. Hey, could I jump in there? Maybe you could share with the listeners the level of meds you were taking and how the FDA actually approached you. At one point, the FDA called me. I take the highest amount of Zoloft allowed by the FDA. How many milligrams is that? 350 milligrams. I'm thinking like 40 would be considered high for most people with Zoloft. I think that's what it is with, with like anxiety. To, it you know, starts off at 25 milligrams yeah. and they go up. That's, and you were at 350. 350. And, and where are you weaned down to now? I am currently at 50. From 350 to 50. I'm looking at you. Yep. How you doing, man? I am so content. <laughs> I, I have never felt this at ease. I can talk about stuff now and not want to slam my fist through a table and have that knee-jerk reaction of what's going to happen next because I'm talking. I have to jump in here too. Both times I worked with you, and thank you so much for giving me that privilege, but your service dog was at our feet, right? And Star would come into the session. She'd be animated because she picks up on your energy, does she not? Yep, She's a She's a reflection of your energy. And uh, every time, about... 60 to 70% of the way through the protocol, Star would roll up in a ball and, and sigh and go to sleep. And as we sit here in the studio, with you talking and me talking and Jeff talking, Star's rolled up beside your right foot. I just looked under the table. She's, she's gonzoed. And I think that, the, you know, if Star could talk, and she kind of talks through her body language, she's grateful that you've done the protocol because she seems really rested and calm as well. Oh, yeah. She's, it's now just mainly seeing what's going to happen to me at night. Cause I can, I'm going out now in public and there's still a few little things I'm that trigger me, but that's not trauma related or anything. Let's contextualize again for the listening audience. How many months were you deployed in total? Well, I did six deployments. So I'd say six, probably maybe 36 months total gone average. Incredible. All Iraq or Afghanistan as well? Both, Iraq and Afghanistan. Cool. And, and uh, as a Navy corpsman in a six-month deployment, how many patrols were you out on? How many, how many times were you geared up and out of, outside the fence? Almost every day. Every day. 180 days. 180 Hopefully. times, times six. It's too many to count. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, we, you know, and the point I'm making here is we've cleared three traumas with you. Mm-hmm. there'd be a couple more, but when you finish the three that you've done, when you've done three sessions on each of those three, you know, and, and we, if we could graph your recovery right now, it, it would be mind boggling to see that graphed. There you go. And, and, and for the listeners, again, you weren't going out a month ago. Were you in public? The only times I would go out is if Morgan called me up and said, Hey, come over to the house or, Hey, let's go to lunch and sit and talk. Yeah. Other than that, it was, runs to the store or me and start going out and walking around the block. That's about it. Hey, thanks for mentioning Morgan. Maybe we'll give Morgan a plug here too. Morgan is a real shaker and mover for uh, Southeastern guide dogs. Right? Yes. His uh, wife works in the uh, philanthropy and donation department. And, uh, and you've become really close friends with him through that. And, yes. and he has a dog named Foley and you have your dog named star. Yep. And, uh, and he actually got you to the winter Haven training. Did he not? Yes, he did. He, uh, conned me into coming saying hey bud we're gonna go to lunch and then we're gonna talk to some people said okay every time i go to lunch with you we talk to people so this won't be any different i come to the training 
there's all these people here. They're introducing themselves as counselors. I looked at him and said, man, what did you get me into? <laughs> we, we gave you lunch, though, did we not? You got lunch. I got lunch. Okay, yeah, we, so. went, we went to Panera. There were three of us. It was me, Morgan, and another person. So we all decided to flip coins. They wanted to do one flip. I said, no, if we're doing this right, we got to do it three times. And lo and behold, I was the gullible sucker that went up front and got my mind Jedi wiped. Did you check those coins after? Oh, they came out of my pocket. I know, okay. I know they were. <laughs> just making sure. <laughs> hey, hey, you said something really interesting just there, Jedi wiped. But in fact, you have access to those memories at a level that you never had before. And even when you talk about them, you're not traumatized. What is that like? It's amazing. While I was going through it, you need to see it if you haven't seen it. I was recollecting stuff of that event that took precedence a little further back before the event happened. I did one yesterday with somebody and I had a breakdown. I normally don't have a breakdown. I remembered stuff being said to me in the black and white part of the recollection. Hey, and when you broke down, this is a brand new trainee you were working with yesterday, right? It was with Cindy. Okay. So you, okay. So you're working with one of our counselors that's been trained. You had a breakdown. She got you back calm and safe in seconds. She stood me up and walked me around the room. Star was queued up and was doing her thing to get me calmed down. Yeah. The old me, if somebody had touched me while I was having a breakdown, most likely would have either been in the psych ward or in the the police department. (laughs) So Cindy was able to get you calm, finish the protocol, and clear that trauma as well. I went from an eight to a point five. So, so what, what, what you're referring to is we, we do a self-assessment, a subjective unit of distress scale, is, and you went from eight to a point five in a 60-minute session. 60, 65 minutes, yeah. That's brilliant. Hey, you know, enough about the RTM. I'm really interested in how your life's changing. So I hung out with you a little bit in Winter Haven, but uh, you and I have got to drive back and forth between the training and where we're staying in the I'm car. I'm an utter goofball, aren't I? Yeah, you're pretty funny, man. But more importantly, you and the dog are in my car. We're all chatting like, you know, we've been buddies forever. But I'm, I'm struck by one, your sense of humor. But two, your knowledge of the world, of systems and stuff. I want to know, what do, you, what do you think's possible in the future now? I was uh, told the other day I need to become a counselor. I have... You should take that advice. <laughs> I, I apparently have a knack for this that I didn't know I did. I hope you don't get mad at me for saying this, but I had a friend of mine that was going to kill himself uh, last week. I did what you did with me, and I kept him from going to the hospital. I'm going to hug you is what I'm going to do. Okay, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to hug you. I, I we don't get go, mad about that kind of stuff. Man. I didn't no way. go in depth like you did with me, but I got him to laugh. I got him to giggle. His wife took him to lunch and said, he's going to go do something, and he called me the next day, and... He goes, dude, I don't know what you did with me, but talk to you soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and if, if I might, I think it's important, and you might choose to think that's important too, get him, get him to somebody who you saw training in Winter Haven right away and have those continually, the rest of his uh, sessions finished. But, but you know, thank you so much for having the courage to step up and, and, and take the knowledge that you had and, and intervene on his behalf. That's I a courageous was, thing to do. I figured it was worth a try. You, you did it with me. Can't hurt. So, so again, you know, when I met you, 
as I understand your circumstance, and we didn't get a chance to know each other pre-treatment, um, but you, you had I started isolating yourself from the world. You weren't driving. You gave up your driver's license. You were living, coexisting, as you said, at your family yeah, I was home. Cohabitating with my parents. Um, I was told I'm not allowed to drive due to the intensity of my medications and my conditions. I was only going out when I needed to go out, if that makes sense, like to the store, take her to the bathroom, or if I was just going to go out for a walk. That was me getting out of the house. I got to cut in here. Your lifestyle at that point reminds me of a hermit. No, of my grandmother. The problem is she turned 95 this month. Where I'm at now is that's uh, the cool thing. I'm about ready to borrow Alan's car keys and go do donuts (laughs) in the parking lot. It's a rental. How about? (laughs) Oh, wait. My boss might have heard that. Delete, delete, delete. Hey, Life After PTSD listeners. We're glad that you love other stories of healing. But what about you? First Orlando Counseling is the premier trauma therapy center in Central Florida with a full staff of trained clinicians ready to help you clear your trauma without re-traumatization. Childhood abuse, relationship abuse, a traumatic car accident, birth trauma, first responder or military trauma, even phobias. You don't have to live like this. It's time for you to heal. Schedule a consultation today by visiting firstorlandocounseling.com or call 407-514-4470. It's that easy. Daily stress is difficult to avoid, but you can better cope with it thanks to the unique natural frequency technology within all Philips Stein watches. Recent clinical studies have shown that wearing it regularly can significantly improve cognitive functions, mood, and perceived stress. Philips Stein, natural frequency technology. Visit philipsstein.com and use promo code PTSD10. That's philipsstein.com Promo code PTSD10. But seriously, oh. with seriously, with your intellect and your background, you already said publicly, had you had, had access to this treatment when you came home from any one of the deployments, you'd still be in. Yeah, minus my surgeries, I would most likely still be in. Yeah, it was your calling. You liked being part of that organization. Yes. Cool. We can't go back. You and I both know that. But the future, yeah, I, I you know, you sitting in the class having you participate. Uh, has been moving to me. And, and I kept thinking, you know, what's next for Kyle? What's possible for Kyle? What I'm, would you like to do? Where's your passion? I'm asking about? questions while he's talking to these other clinicians in here. And I don't think they're asking the questions I was asking. And I think he was getting a kick out of it. What kind of questions were you asking? I'm just curious. Questions about the treatment. Would you have done this differently with this person? Should this person have done this? Ooh, the analytical mind coming out, huh? Where I'm was at- that analytical mind for... Uh, for the time during your, your most intense time of being traumatized. It was there. I only used it when it was trivia night at the brewery <laughs> or when I was watching Jeopardy. Now, now my, I'm thinking clearer. I'm not reacting. I'm okay. What do I really need to act like this right now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what would the other me do right now? Okay. Let's do this. I'm going to make a point here. It's in the intro of the show. Alan, you say it all the time about our communities are suffering. Organizations are suffering because we're losing, we're losing brilliant minds. We're not getting the mind of Kyle that we desperately need in this world. I think that's one of the cool things about RTM is we're getting that back. I mean, who knows that this guy didn't have the cure for cancer stuffed in that brain somewhere that a couple of years from now, 
Oh, that's a scary thought. No pressure. No, no, no pressure. <laughs> no all. pressure. But the bottom line is, you know, no offense to uh, to Mr. Trebek. I know he's uh, in the wish him well in his cancer treatments too, by the way. But you're worth more than just Jeopardy, man. You know. Yeah, you're, you're, you're worth a little bit now. more than Jeopardy at the brew house. I'm just telling my, you. <laughs> my future me probably consists of marriage, maybe a kid. I don't know. What a, what a beautiful vision! Just those two first steps. So you you never had it. January, February of this year, and I'd have met you at the brew house playing trivia. Those two weren't on your horizon. That's correct. Mm. Yeah. I'd have been in the back corner, not talking to anybody with mm. my buddy, mm. but participating in trivia. Yeah, yeah. So Alan, what I think he he's trying to say, if there are any ladies out there listening that are uh, that are eligible, right? Kyle, yeah, how tall are you? Don't, do not get him started. Stop. <laughs> He sings one more chorus if you like pina coladas. <laughs> and dancing in the rain. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alan, I, I would ask a question, too, just for This a, is the most lighthearted conversation. But, but to be honest, Jeff. It uh, sorry needs to happen. It needs to happen. And, mm-hmm. and this is, you know, we say that RTM is safe for the client. It is. You know, you, every time you've worked with me or others, you've been totally safe, totally comfortable. Even it, when you had an ab, ab reaction. not evasive at all. You're not ripping open anything you're not bleeding yourself out it's the most safest thing i have ever done in my life it's brilliant for me sitting in the seat knowing you're completely safe but it's brilliant for me knowing i'm completely safe mm. i know that mm. four weeks later i'm going to meet you and and have you here and for me to trust somebody and to open up like that in front of a group of people that's kind of mind-boggling. Well, I just even noticed the difference with this demonstration versus the last one because you were much more, you know, you were much more, let's say, emotionally available just to start sharing to kind of put your, I don't know if you were putting your heart on your sleeve, but, you know, in Winterhaven, it was, there was an extraction going on. You were extracting details, Alan, if I, if from my perspective. And I this was time told around, by one of the people sitting in the back with me. Yeah. When I showed up. I was very mean and angry. Yeah. Very direct. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, you have a dog. Don't touch my dog. It's working. Yeah. <laughs> and then by the end, everybody was like, who is this guy? He's yeah. glowing. What did What did we do? Alan, I got a cranky uncle out there. You think you can do that for him too? We'd it like does, to- It doesn't work on cranky people. <laughs> oh God, just check it. <laughs> That's an underwear problem. <laughs> There it is, right there. It. You just I love got it. it. I love it. The jokes. I need the that, drum roll sound right there. I'm gonna put that in post. That was not available in February. Okay, that that response rate was not available. This is brilliant. So so let's talk about. I think it's a good place to land the plane. I know you had a message out there for fellow servicemen. Okay, that they can experience what you're experiencing. But I don't know, Alan. Maybe you can walk through and do a running commentary as he's sort of given his pitch. You can, you know, kind of plug and just you know bring some safety, bring some context for those that need to be treated and, you know, let's tell them what they could experience, what they will experience, Kyle. Okay. I would say if you're going to go into this, don't go in close-minded. Don't have an objection when you go into it. Open your ears, shut your eyes, listen, trust the person you're going with. It's going to be one hell of a ride. You're going to be completely safe. It's non-evasive. The wound technically does not get bled out. You're not patched up when you're done. So nothing bad actually happens. If you feel bad, he stops you. You take breaks. You get back in the moment, but you're not technically in the moment. And 
you start to recollect and remember things of that event or events that you didn't think were there that just kind of pop in while you're doing rewinds and take backs and forethoughts, but just open your ears and just pay attention. And this is the greatest thing you will ever do with no medication, with not getting bonked in the head to pay attention, to listen. It's great. You know, Jeff, I know you asked to jump in, but there was nothing to jump in on there at. He said it so clearly. Eh? Well, he's got counseling he, in his future, so maybe. I he, think he does. <laughs> did the non-invasive part help? I think it did, did that help. sound good? Sound I, Kyle, like I, I, I do have to say this. I, I hate to take this back to lighthearted, but Alan, Alan will not confess his sins to you, but I'm going to do it for him. When he was running the script of the movie with you, you know how you keep coming back to your seat and you're, you're out of spits and your mm-hmm. drink just magically disappears? He was the one eating all those and drinking all that while you were up there. Okay? I wouldn't. Hey, did you notice this time it wasn't spits? What'd it, you have this time? JBs. It was, it was je- jelly beans and M&Ms, but I still have my Dr. Pepper. Don't touch my Dr. Pepper. Well, I'm just telling you, if it went missing, you're looking at the guy over here that did it, and he won't tell you, but I'll tell you. All right, I know what happened. I brought Copenhagen with me this time. And and you'll always have Copenhagen left when you get back to your seat. <laughs> Trust me, brother. <laughs> Kyle, hey. thanks for sharing, man. We appreciate your willingness just to to share your story, you know? This is the first time I've ever actually felt like I'm really not sharing a bad event. I'm yeah. just letting loose of something that was boggling me down for too effing long. Hey, and thanks I, for self-bleeping that. That <laughs> saves a lot of work on the edit. You know what, Jeff? I think uh, I, th- I think this story had to be told. The 28 days later, the four weeks later, just yeah. had to be told because yeah. so many people listening say, yeah, but what if? You know, will it last? Yeah. How long will it last? Yeah. We've been doing this... Uh, from the research to now, you know, we've trained about 125 counselors. They've done well over a thousand of these RTM sessions with people. There's no beebacks. So they're, they're all Kyle's. And so, you know, if, if I could, I'd like to wrap this session up. Yeah. Would you be okay with that, guys? Go for if it. I just brought him? Go for it. You know, and so as I sit here, you know, I was just watching you. I was just sitting here listening and watching you and in utter amazement. And it's because we all know somebody like you who is suffering the way you were suffering in, in January, February. You were doing an amazing job of coping. You had STAR, you had meds. You, you know, you were doing a great job of coping, but not a good job of living, man. No. And the main problem is, is the system supports keeping you in that place. And when you're in that place, you're not doing what you're meant to do. And your family suffer. There's no potential wife or child in the future when you're in that place. You know, and I always ask people to listen who are listening to imagine a world where somebody like you runs into a clinician we've trained and gets an RTM treatment and in literally days or weeks gets back their life and they get back to doing something magical and their families thrive and their communities thrive. And there are some people who aren't going to be happy. I mean, the guy who was selling you 350 milligrams of Zoloft a, a day ain't going to be happy. I don't really care. Because that's where we find ourselves right now, right? You and me, that's where we find ourselves. And Jeff, we find ourselves where a guy like me meets a guy like you. And all of a sudden, you get to have your life back because of a protocol. And so, you know, Jeff, I'd ask all the listeners for a commitment, man. Check out 220 because 220.org is a funding organization that funds clinicians to attend these trainings. Run by Dan Jarvis, former military member, drill sergeant, a former deputy sheriff heavily traumatized, uh, suicidal at one point, reclaimed his life and is now out changing the world. Or check out rnrproject.com or you can check out Life After PTSD. 
I just ask all the listeners to make that commitment to get on the team. So thank you so much, Kyle, for telling us what life's like 28 days later. Jeff, as always, thank you. Brilliant session. Thanks for joining us for Life After PTSD. As you listen to this podcast, imagine your new life and all the possibilities when you are free of PTSD because that is what is possible with RTM. You are here, which means you're ready. So connect with us at lifeafterptsd.org or in Canada, lifeafterptsd.ca or follow us at Heal Your PTSD.